This is the Clonmel Podcast with Mark Whelan. Hello, it's Mark here and welcome to the Clonmel Podcast, episode 62 for this Friday, the 19th of November. Brought to you by the Showground Shopping Centre. Shop local this Christmas with all you need under one roof. So how was your week? Hope it went well. Got very festive in town this week with those beautiful Christmas lights being switched on. Love the new lights around town as well, especially in Mitchell Street. Well done to all involved there. The new style bar opened this week at the Showground Shopping Centre. We'll be announcing our blow-dry winners for the style bar shortly on the podcast. The oh dear, Clom Alarms went back on the market this week after we all thought it was sold. Hmm. Best of luck to a new business that did open in town. The Mercantile Bathroom and Tile Company in Parnell Street. New restrictions regarding hospitality came into force this week as well. Here we go again. And good luck to Clomwell Commercials this coming Sunday in the Senior Football Championship Final against Lockmore Castle Arnie. Come on, the commercials. So, what's coming up this week on the Clomwell Podcast? I hear you ask. Well, I take a trip to Knocklofty House and meet up with a lady who grew up there. Phil Keogh from the Hygiene Bank Tipperary has a chat with me. The winners of our Style Bar competition are announced. Christmas movies on the big screen coming to town and lots more. The Clonmel Podcast. But first, the Hygiene Bank Tipperary have a drop-off point this weekend should you like to donate some products. And I caught up with coordinator Phil Keogh to get more information. I'm joined by Phil Keogh from the Hygiene Bank Tipperary. Phil, welcome to the Clonmel Podcast. Thank you, Mark. Thank you for inviting me here today. Tell us about Hygiene Bank Tipperary. Uh, the Hygiene Bank is a Tipperary is rather a general name, um, but the whole purpose of the Hygiene Bank is to tackle uh, hygiene poverty really in the area and to assist our community uh, in a dignified manner and uh, to help them, those who have low in- incomes to be able to access hygiene products and also uh, we do include cleaning products as well uh, for the home. So, um, some months ago, I saw an article um, in Life magazine and I continued to read it and it took my interest and it was um, about this lady being interviewed and it was a very good article. Her name was Rosie uh, uh, Murphy in Dublin and um, Rosie was involved generally uh, and uh, professionally in her career in a charity. So she had seen how this operated in England and basically she thought there was great need for it in Ireland, whereby the public and um, the commercial side um, of the public could donate personal hygiene products and um, to those who require them and also perhaps maybe have schools as well. And uh, she thought that yes, this could work here in Ireland. So um, it took her some time, took her a couple of months, uh, as it does starting up anything worthwhile, and she registered the charity, and then came on board um, Sorka and Kira, one is financial controller, and the other is a media consultant. Um, so I haven't spoken to her anyway, I found that the nearest um, uh, bank was actually in Cork. So she was more than happy with the idea, and yes, yes I thought, yes, this would be good. So. Um, I duly then advertised in, uh, with the help of Becky Last in the COVID community page and along came Orla Kiley. So uh, I could see initially from the minute we spoke with the same vision, with the same empathy and uh, I knew we would work well together. 
So um, we have another person coming on as a volunteer as well. So there we started and uh, based in my, in my own home and we work together. So we have now two or three drop-off points we've established in Clonmel. We're actually outside one of them now. We're outside Macaulay Pharmacy at the Poppyfield because, just to interrupt for one moment, there's an event going on here the weekend, isn't there? That's right, Mark. Um, uh, Kira and Macaulay's uh, Macaulay's here in the Poppyfields has kindly offered to drop to offer us a drop-off point here if on this coming Friday, Saturday, and Sunday for all hygiene uh, products and cleaning uh, products as well. So what you can do if we we'll say you're getting your toothpaste or your bar of soap or whatever, pop in an extra one into your basket and just drop it off at this point here uh, to Macaulay's. So uh, our appeal has been absolutely extraordinary since we've started. We've only started eight weeks ago and we have uh, collected something like 40 kilos of, of products already. It's amazing. Now, uh, it is a community-based product and, and uh, an organisation our products that you collect that you sponsor that you donate to go directly into our community i.e. Um, the Clomel Resource Centre Coonsair and also the Soup Kitchen uh, with uh, Ina Doyle and the minute we get them it's straightforward to them and they have been absolutely inundated with appreciation uh, to receive those products so it's very straightforward. The drop off, another drop off point, which is Apple Green Garage now in Mongarif. And uh, we're emphasizing that we'll have very central drop off locations. Another very good one is the Sue Ryder charity shop down in Mary Street. So if you have anything extra, or if your friends want to do a coffee morning, or if you want to do a walk or whatever, you can go in, support locally into your supermarkets, or whatever, buy some products, drop them off or even get a few friends and just get a bag together and just drop them off at our locations. Um, our point of contact is Facebook at the moment and we'll also be on Instagram. And we come under the Hygiene Bank Tipperary. Also, if you're a business and want to get involved, how can you get involved? Certainly, uh, our contact numbers are on the Facebook and also on the Instagram. And uh, we can, you know, DM us if you wish, we can be contacted. And um, while the organisation is, uh, is called the Hygiene Bank Tipperary, we are based locally. There is a separate organisation for North Tipperary. So we hope to further down the line, you know, spread our branches out, we'll say, to the local uh, villages, the like of, and also to the like of Cashel and Caricature down the line as well, and perhaps Kilsheelan and that, you know. At the moment you're based in Clonmel, though? We are, yes, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And are you always looking for volunteers? Yes, indeed. Uh, we always, like any organisation, want people that have initiative, dependable, loyalty, and above all, have empathy, like we have ourselves. Uh, we feel it's a wonderful project, and we, we see the value that we are giving back to our community already. And it's quite straightforward. You know, if you want to donate, we'll say, an hour of your time a month, we're very flexible. If it's two hours, if it's a half an hour, maybe you have an idea that you have a contact with a company, just come back to us and we'd be very, very grateful. People can also donate online, can't they? Absolutely, yes. Uh, there is a, um, a general I donate page for the hygiene bank and um, then we'll subsequently get the funds and even that we purchase uh, or and, uh, then we um, give back then to, to the community again, you know. Okay, but for the moment, this weekend, Macaulay Pharmacy at the Poppy Fields, that's a drop-off point for the Hygiene Bank Tipperary. Absolutely. 
Phil Keogh from the Hygiene Bank Tipperary. Ex Thank you very much Not indeed. Not at all, Mark. And uh, first, I'd like, like to wish you the best of success. Thank you. And also, thank you so much for your support and for, uh, for Pure also. Anytime. Thank you very much. Thank you, Phil. And love that idea of the Hygiene Bank Tipperary. The Willow Tree Autism Project at Gertner Floor Business Park near Fieldmaster are having a sensory Santa experience, talking of great ideas. This is their first. Get all the details, including pricing and booking, on the Willow Tree Autism Project Facebook page. IMC Cinema in town are having a sensory screening of Ron's Gone Wrong this coming Sunday at 12pm. You can book your tickets on imccinemas.ie. The Clonmel Theatre Guild Don't Dress for Dinner at Raheen House Hotel is on from November the 30th to December the 3rd at 7.30pm. There will also be an opening night raffle in aid of Kunser. Tickets are €35 Euros for Marion's Bookshop on 05261 23813 or online at the Clonmel Theatre Guild Facebook page and at clonmeltheatreguild.org. And you can hear more on this on next week's Clonmel podcast. Pat Monan presents the Music of the Seekers at the White Memorial Theatre on Saturday, November the 27th at 8pm, narrated by Martin Quinn. If you love the Seekers, well, you will love this. Tickets are €20, Euros, that's for nothing, and are available from ticketsource.eu and is fully COVID compliant. Coda Events Island are bringing some Christmas movies to town on the big screen. The venue is the Place for You Cafe. That's the church building. It starts on December the 4th with Elf and Home Alone. Love those films. Also running on the 11th and 18th of December. Numbers are limited to 32, so you might want to book early. And again, love this idea. Get more information and book in on Coda Events Island website and their social media pages. More on this on the podcast coming up very soon. And they also do big screen hire. Seesaw at 24 William Street have their coffee mornings back. They're on every Wednesday from 10.30am to 12.30pm. You must have a valid COVID cert. And remember, their drop-in listening support service and telephone service is on every Monday and Thursday from 6.30 to 7.30pm. And you can also call them for a chat on this number, 052-61-72477. That's 52 6172477. Just in case you can't make it in. Now, creating wellness series Connect Communities are having more events coming up with an urban knitting workshop tomorrow, Saturday, at the Tipperary Museum of Hidden History. It's on from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. On Sunday, the 5th of December, at the Mistletoe Cafe, between 11 a.m. and 4 p.m. in the Hidden Cafe, a place for you on Morton Street, you can take a trip down memory lane and enjoy an exhibition of old photographs and film with the sounds of yesteryear. You can also share your stories and traditions over tea, coffee and mince pies. And on Tuesday, the 21st of December at 6pm, Arlene Atchison will have an evening of spoken word at the Kickham Chapel to mark the winter solstice and celebrate the theme solstice from darkness to light. Get more information and booking details on South Tipperary Action Network Facebook page. Now, if you love your bingo, you will love bingo at Hillview Sports Club every single Monday. Doors open at 7pm with eyes down at 8pm. Jackpot standing at a grand with prize money at €2,000. You must be over 18. Masks must be worn and also have proof of vaccination. You'll also get tea and coffee at half time and maybe a biscuit thrown in from Seamus and Breed.
The Camera Obscura workshop with Sheila Honnan for tomorrow at the Tipperary Arts Centre has been cancelled due to circumstances beyond their control. However, they do hope to reschedule the workshop in the new year. Pastrystudio.ie, as you may know, have lots of delicious healthy food. And this Christmas, want to give a gift voucher to someone from the Pastry Studio, where they can choose from their delicious menu. Pastry Studio will even post out the voucher to that person for you too. Now, their service. Check out Pastrystudio.ie on Instagram and Pastry Studio on Facebook. And also have a look at their Christmas menu. Mmm. Speaking of gifts for Christmas, Nador Wellness Centre at the Butter Market also have gift vouchers available, which you can also purchase from their website. And kind of thinking here, with the current climate we're now living in, this would make a perfect Christmas gift. You can treat someone to acupuncture, to kinesiology, hot stone massage, and now online herbal consultations. Have a look at their full range of therapies and those gift vouchers on nadorwellness.ie. That's nadorwellness, N-A-D-U-R wellness.ie. I-E. Staying with the Christmas theme for the moment, if you love your Christmas tunes and are looking for wall-to-wall festive songs, tune in to Tipperary's Pure Radio from this Monday, the 22nd of November, from Pure Radio. Download the Pure Radio Tipperary app on the App Store or go to pureradio.ie. Travelling just out the road to Newcastle, they're having an outdoor Christmas market on Sunday the 12th of December at 12.30pm, love these, in the Community Hall car park in aid of positive steps together. The South Tipperary Hospice Movement are having a virtual candlelight ceremony in memory of their patients, families and friends on Friday the 26th of November at 5pm where they'll be lighting a candle in their office windows and invite you to do the same in memory of a loved one. The Clonmel Remembrance Walk Committee are having their coffee evening at the Church of the Resurrection Hall, Feathered Road, on this Tuesday, the 23rd of November. It's on from 7.30 to 9.30pm, and all are welcome to attend. It's fully COVID compliant. Get more information on the Clonmel Remembrance Walk Facebook page. Now, you may have heard me speaking about this previously on the Clonmel podcast, but it does make perfect sense. If you run a business, you know every cent counts. So imagine if I told you how you could save some money. This is what you'd like to hear when you're in business, am I right? Troopos Car Terminal Services, which is also a local company, guarantee to better your current provider, offer better rate services and hardware, and also once approved, they will donate €500 in sponsorship to a sports club of your choice. Doesn't that sound good? To get more information or maybe join today, call this number 05261 70324 or 085 252 1680. You can also email info at trupos.ie. That's info at trupos, T R U P O S dot IE. And the great thing is, too, that Trupos Payment Solutions are supported by World Pay. Offer ends on December the 31st. Let me ask you something. Think of maybe one of your favourite classic films. Let me guess. Jaws, of course it is. Well, fancy going to see your favourite classic movie, Jaws? You're going to need a bigger boat. Love that line. Well, Westgate Creative present Jaws the movie at Baker's Bar on Tuesday, this Tuesday, the 23rd of November at 8pm as part of the Baker's Bar Cine Club. Tickets are only a fiver. A fiver? That's nothing. And booking is through eventbrite.ie. That's eventbrite.ie and enjoy the film. 
Meanwhile, at the Showground Shopping Centre this week, you can still book for Santa's Grotto. The number is 089-980-7987. Also, the post box for Santa's letters is now in the shopping centre. Only have their new active range out right now. Well worth a look there. And as we mentioned at the top of the podcast, a brand new style bar is now open at the Showground Shopping Centre. Speaking of which, it's time to announce the winners of our blow dries. We had two to give away, courtesy of the style bar, one on Instagram and one on Facebook. And the winners are... On Facebook, it's Tina Dorney. That's Tina Dorney. Congratulations, Tina. And on Instagram, Mary Kennedy. Well done, Mary. That's Mary Kennedy. And thank you again to the Style Bar and the Showground Shopping Centre. Looking for work right now? Here's some jobs that are available. The Clonmel Junction Arts Festival and Finding a Voice are looking to hire a festival administrator, office manager, and an arts audience development consultant. All the details on the Junction Festival website. That's junctionfestival.com. And closing date is November the 29th. The HSC are recruiting community swabbers for COVID-19 testing teams. Full training will be given. More on the HSC Island Facebook page. The Clonmel Park Hotel are looking for a receptionist. More on ie.indeed.com slash jobs. Holland and Barrett in town are looking to hire a store colleague. More on ie.indeed.com. Supermax out the Powerstown Road are looking for delivery drivers. More on their Facebook page. A temporary sales assistant is wanted at Heaton's in town. Go to Facebook Jobs for more details there. Lonigan's Bar are looking for part-time bartenders. You can send your CV and cover letter to Emma at e.corber11 at nugalway.ie. That's N-U-I-G-A-L-Y dot I-E. If you'd like to advertise a job on the Clomer Podcast, it's free of charge. Just email Podcast at gmail.com. Okay, time for this week's interview. I took a trip out the road to Nuklofty House and met up with Jackie Erd, who grew up on the ground. The Clonmel Podcast. I've made my way to Nuklofty House. A lot of people in Clonmel and surrounding areas would have been here either for functions or may have worked here over the years. I'm actually joined by a lady now who was born here. Jackie Erd, welcome to the Clonmel Podcast. Looking around here at the state of Nocloughty House now, must be quite sad. It's very sad for me. Very sad to see it like this. I thought it is best. So whereabouts were you born? Just in, over there, in, was in it? The behind state. us my, there? My dad, my dad was the head gardener here. And I was born here and reared here. And I left it in about 1980. So, but I still came and visited here all the time. My dad le- died in 1986, so that was the end of it then. They, the others, my other brother and sister left the house. So when you were born here, who had the house at the time? Oh, Lord and Lady Dunmore. Lord and Lady, Lady Dunmore. What were they like? They were very nice people. They were, they were, very, they were really nice. Um, Lord Dunmore really kept to himself. But Lady Dunmore would often walk around the gardens and she'd take my dad out on a Sunday and she'd do all the rounds of the garden. And um, it was it was nice, yeah. yeah. What was Nocloughty House and the gardens like back in those days? We're going back to what oh. now? The fifties and sixties, are we? Would we be going oh, back that back far? Back that far, yeah. Yeah. Oh, they were absolutely fa- fantastic. They were just beautiful. Not a blade of grass out of place. Absolutely not. No. I mean, we're standing right outside the entrance to the actual hotel itself. Mm. There's a terrible white door there. I think it's a lovely mahogany or oak door That's back in right. the day. That I I actually worked here myself. Um, 
I, I gather looking at that house now, you're trying to imagine how it was back in your day. Yes. Yes, um, it, it just looks so dilapidated. It absolutely has deteriorated so much. You were showing me some old photographs earlier. Yes. They had their own petrol pumps here, the Dunhamores. Is that did. correct? They did have their own petrol pumps. <laughs> they did. The chauffeur looked after that. They had their own chauffeur? Yes, their own chauffeur. And um, Can you remember some of the staff that used to work here back in those oh days? Gosh, I do, yes. They had a herdsman. And they had a, a herdsman. Herdsman, yeah. Just for that. And they had a farm manager. Kelly, um, and Peter Kelly was the herdsman, his son, and there was Jerry Guerin, who was the carpenter. Now, they're the Guerins who are just r- related right. to the Guerins just down the road there. That's right, yeah. yeah. Jerry was probably the last of them, and um, there was quite a lot of staff in the house. The butler was a Mr. O'Brien. He worked here. Lady's right-hand lady, she, she was here. She did all the sewing. She had her own little apartment up here. And... Um, then there was Mrs. Phelan, who took care of the hens and looked after them. And um, Tom Phelan, yes, Tom Phelan was, um, there were, they were uh, a couple of, they, they had about, they had five, six children. So um, they lived in the estate. So there was only my father and Phelan's and, uh, that lived in the estate. The other, other people lived outside the, of the gates. So as a child, what was it like playing around here? Um, <laughs> I well, we only were well, you allowed first of we all? all? No, we were oh, only really? allowed play in the front of the house um, every evening. The show, um, the every evening the uh, porter would l- close all the shutters and the windows in the front of the house at around half five. So after that, then that was it. We could play out the front, but my father would never allow us play outside. At the front, we always had to go back at the back, get get lost somewhere else. But we were never allowed play, and uh, we looked forward when the Dunhamers went on holidays or whatever that we were able to. We had oh, you had freedom ride, to roam, ride our bicycles <laughs> around the avenue, but uh, no. And um, did you mix with the Dunhamers kids at all? No, no. Well, they only came on holidays. Oh, so they weren't living here. They were. Oh no, they, they were. But the time when I was born, uh, they were all grown up and um, so they all had children of their own, but they'd come always at Christmas and summer. But no, they'd, um, they used to just really keep to themselves around here. I didn't, they didn't mix with us. What was Christmas like then it around was here? I believe um, Lady Dunham always had two Christmas trees, one in the hallway and one in the, li- in the library. And um, she always had them taken down on, on St. Stephen's Day. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So, um, it's a bit early, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so that was all, that was the thing. Would they have I, Christmas parties or? They used to have a lot of dinner parties here. Yeah. What was that like? Would you see cars pulling up? All the time. And well-to-do people like Arthur getting Well-to-do out. people. Big flashy cars. And I always remember someone saying to me that they, they used to have um, hide and go seek in the house or you know the big house, the family when they were home. I say they they just had a had a really nice time. Um, my father, then every morning, there was always fresh vegetables, which the other, one of the other workers in the garden would have to cut the vegetables, get them ready, put them into a basket and bring them down to the house, bring them down to the kitchen. And that was done every single morning. Oh. My father would go in and he'd water the plants in the house. That was the only time my father had anything to do inside the house. But um, during the summer then, um, we used to help pick my sister and I used to help pick the fruit 
and they did all they had raspberries and strawberries and blackcurrants and everything and we'd spend we could spend all day picking them and then they would go to the kitchens and then the housemaids they would get them get them prepared and for the freeze them there was an orchard on the there was grounds an too there, wasn't and there? the orchard was really mainly for uh, every year every say october um we'd help out with their workers to get all the apples and um, they were always left to Bulmers. Ah. So we could spend days up there picking every apple and putting it into a trailer for them. And then as well as that, then during the autumn time, the men um, of the garden were about three. They spent every day raking the leaves on the avenue and the grass, it was a leaf to be seen around. They just raked them up and dumped them. Do you know what thinking, they, they really, wanted everything prim and proper oh, here, didn't they, the Dunamores? Absolutely. You think absolutely. raking the leaves up in the autumn, yes, along yes. the driveway? On the driveway, it was, it was absolutely It was absolutely beautiful. So when you were a child, you never got to sneak into the house? Never. <laughs> Even when they were away? No, no, we never got to see the house. It was only in latter years when, um, well, I, I have often taken some people to see the house. Mr. O'Brien, the, the, the Butler, he was very obliging. He often took me around and brought some of my friends around and showed me the house. So that's how I got to see the inside of it so much. I've been around there, I suppose, about about maybe six or seven times. They're very, I mean, if you think about it now, you know, butler, chauffeur, they were very well to do, the Dunhamores, weren't they? Well, Lord and Lady, yes, I suppose, were. if you carry they that were. title, you're, you're bound to be, aren't you? Yes, they were. And they had, um, they had two others working in, in the... Uh, under Mr. Um, the Butler, and um, that's, you know, that, that's all really. And what about for yourself during the, I'm thinking of the lovely weather, nice summer, hot summers back then as well. It must have been lovely to play around here. You have the river then just down behind or river. beside the house? Yes. Um, well, as I said, we never got to see the house. We were really, we had really strict upbringing. It seems you did, very, yeah. Very much so. Yeah. Very much, yeah, very much so. I remember when the daffodils would grow along down the avenue and uh, they'd be around the house. And if even in latter years, when I'd want maybe pick a daffodil for my own home, and you know, my father would never, and we were never allowed to pick daffodils from the avenues. And yet, and still to this day, when I see people, not now it's gone too bad, but of recent years when people come up and they'd pick daffodils from the avenue, it would still hurt me because I'd say, you know, well, we're never allowed to do that. Or they'd pick them and throw them on the ground. Mm. And it's still, um, it would still uh, irritate me. <laughs> how, how long was your father head gardener here for? Um, he was here over 30 years. Wow. Yeah. And he trained in, in the Botanic Gardens in Dublin. What was your father's name? George Young. George Young. George Young, originally from Marleyfield. And uh, he worked with Mrs. Bagwell as well in Marleyfield House. That's right, the Bagwell's the house. Bagwell's. Marleyfield House, which yes. again is a similar house to Narcolofty, yes. isn't it, really? And uh, yes, that's what my father did. So he kept the place looking fantastic? He kept the place, fantastic, yeah, it was, looking beautiful? Yes. Um, it was a lot of responsibility on him. Um, he had I people remember. working with him, I, I he gather? Had, he had two other people working with him but um, mainly my father looked after everything and the thing is um, glass houses which they grew uh, grapes then they grew um, peaches and plums 
and the peaches and nectarines. I can always remember my father, he'd have a little, f- a little feather duster and used to go around and just wipe them, brushed over the leaves. No, really? And um, the glass houses had to be kept at a, at a warm temperature. So I remember he would often go up around nine o'clock in the in winter's evening and he'd stock up the, the two boilers, the f- furnaces, with andesite oh. to keep the heating. Mm. There was a bell here too, or there is a bell on the there property. Is a bell. My father had the responsibility of ringing the bell at eight o'clock in the mornings for the workers to start work, and then he'd ring it at twelve for them to go to lunch, and then he'd ring them at one o'clock back to work, <laughs> and then again at six o'clock. And for many, many years, they worked a half day on a Saturday. He had a big responsibility because. For until they got the sprinklers in the in the glass houses for the tomatoes and stuff, he always everything had to be watered. You know, with watering can and mm. it was. Tough and you think work. the heat they generate those glass yeah, houses as well? Yeah, tough work, you know. But my father never took a holiday. Never. Ever, 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 and he was always he was always looking maybe nine or ten months ahead of he plants. You know, today for nine or ten months he was always looking ahead. That was just you know. That's what really what he needed to do. When did you leave Knocklofty House? I left probably about 1976, I'd say. I left Knocklofty House and I went to live in Newcastle. And then my father worked on here. Then Lord, Lord Dunhamore died. And um, then Lady Dunhamore eventually went to uh, stay with her daughter. Because there also was the, the well-known news story where Lord and Lady Dunhamore were kidnapped by the IRA. Was it back in 1979? That's right, yeah. And they were coming from, a, I believe, a party a in parties. Oakland Lodge. Oh, no, really, yes. And um, I remember that there was such activity around here. Really? Oh, my goodness. And they had so much support. They had meetings in Clonmel and they had so much support. But I remember the media around here. It was just, oh, there were... There TV were cameras? Cameras and, yeah. And then when they got released... They came out, they did a, a, a press conference a press, press conference, and they met him in the house and all the f- their family were here. And, uh, but they didn't want to, they didn't even want to acknowledge, they just didn't want to talk about it. They didn't, they just wanted to leave it go low. Gordon was a very shy person. So, um, but they said they weren't, they were okay. So the house was sold. Lord and Lady Dunhamore went, Um, they left. It was sold, uh, well actually Lord Shuredale, their eldest son, Mm. he was the person that sold it. And um, it went for auction. And uh, they had a three day auction here. I think it was a two day auction for the books and one day for the the other household goods. I saw the price, 360,000. Pounds. It was bought for. That's maybe today in today's money. That's that's nothing for a house like this. Oh, nothing, absolutely. It was sad to see it for the auction. It was sad to see all the rooms emptied, and it was sad to see that. And Lady Dermot was heartbroken, and she often always wrote to my father, wanting to hear the news of Naglafte. And eventually, Mrs. Phelan, the. Um, uh, the chauffeur's wife, she went and visited her several times and she loved having her over. Where did Lady Dunhamore go? She went to Scotland. She went to Scotland, did she? She Lady, right. Lady Sally, her daughter. And uh, so she lived, she was lived there for many, for a couple of years. So, 
and they're buried here in Tullamaden Church. That's where Lord and Lady Dunamore yes, are buried. buried I didn't know that now. Yes. Oh, wow. Mm. I remember working here when Joyce and Paddy O'Keefe had the hotel. Um, I worked in the leisure centre there as a lifeguard fitness instructor. And I remember uh, blagging my way in saying I could teach tennis when I couldn't. Oh, yes. And I, I put the old tennis court up there. And do you know what? I had great memories of how that used to look. But then when I went to see it today, it's, yes. oh, it's in a terrible state. But, um, it did you, did you, when you were a kid, did you manage to get into the tennis court? Were you allowed? No, not allowed. <laughs> did you ever sneak in there? No, it, we were not allowed in the tennis court. They, um, they had a special um, gravel or whatever, and they used to roll it. They had to roll the tennis court when, whenever Lord, Lord uh, Donovan and the family would go out to play tennis. So um, it was only allowed for um, runners. And my father used to say, if you walk on it, we'll find your footprint. So we were never allowed. Did you ever watch them playing tennis? Oh, yeah. What, I used to watch them from my bedroom did window. You? <laughs> <laughs> was, was Lord Dunamore any good at tennis? He was, was, was he, he good? Was, was absolutely, he? he was. And did Lady Dunamore ever play? Lady Dunamore never played. Lord Dunamore went out only when the family came here for the summer holidays. But, um, yeah. So it brings us around till today. And here we are, sadly, looking at Knocklofty House in a state of disrepair. Yeah, absolutely. It's so sad, isn't it, the it way it's is gone? It's so sad. I mean, what are your what are your feelings on this right now? Oh, I'm. It's, I mean, it's, you were born here. I was born here. You were here for so many years, and now you see the way it is. It, I, I'm heartbroken over it. I'm heartbroken, even if when it was done up at the hotel, it was lovely because I still came here all the time, and we, there were always Christmas parties here, and it was just it was lovely to have it opened, but. It's have it the way it is now. It's it's just devastating really to see it. Now there is a, a Facebook page called Save Knocklofty House. Yes. If you haven't done so yet, go on there and sign the petition to save this wonderful old building. It's a pity it was left to this. I mean, we do know at the beginning, before this all started, there was certain items taken from inside, and I believe lead on the roof as well. Oh, lead! Yes, a lot of lead taken from the roof, and. Um, only when they got drones around here to have a look, to re they realised the damage that the, the extent of the damage is done, wasn't the it? The damage, is, yeah. I don't know why somebody wanted to break in and take I know, items and from the, the copper pipe was taken from the floor, and all the floorboards are rooted up. Um, but if you can, go onto the Facebook page, Save Knocklofty House, and uh, sign a petition on there. Hopefully, you know the local politicians might do something about it. They might do something, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully. But it's, um, it's not doing anything the way it is anyway at the moment. It's just it's terrible. Just to finish up, Jackie, what are your fondest memories of Knocklofty House? Um, it's, I, I, I just, I loved the walks. I, even when I, was, when I was here, when I was 13 and 14, I would spend a Sunday walking all the, around the rivers, around the pathways. And then my father died and I used to still come down here and um, I still, I was the only one I say I kept all the paths open because I walked with my dog and now it's just, I can't do it anymore and it's heartbreaking. I knew every inch of Knocklofty, I every inch of the gardens and the, the walkways and uh, I miss her so much, I really do, you know. As I said at the start of this podcast, I think people from Clonmel and surrounding areas would have at some stage either been to a function Absolutely. here, maybe been to the leisure centre, or maybe worked here over the years yes. as well. 
and it really is sad to see even for myself I, I find it you know I worked here for a couple of years and I find it very sad to see the this beautiful building in the grounds here the way they are right now so hopefully something hopefully will be done something. to save Knocklofty yes. House. Jackie Ed thank you oh, so thank much you for your so much. time meeting me here at Knocklofty House. Thank you very much. The Club Mail Podcast. Thank you, Jackie. So there we have it. That is it this week for the Clonmel Podcast, episode 62 for this Friday, the 19th of November. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to get in contact, you can email the Clonmel Podcast at gmail.com. You'll find us on Facebook, Instagram, and also Twitter, and check out the website, www.theclonmelpodcast.com. Have a safe week, look after one another, and I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. This podcast was brought to you by the Showground Shopping Centre. Shop local this Christmas with all you need under one roof. You've been listening to the Clonmel Podcast with Mark Whelan. Produced by West 10 Audio Productions. Your town, your podcast.